Hi, this is Carrie Brownstein. This is DJ Premier. This is Darren Aronofsky. You got the Rizzo right here. Rose McGowan. Right here. Aisha Tyler. Tribe Call Quest. Fred Armisen. Fritz Paul. Javier Munoz, Seth Meyers. Frankie Cosmos. Flying Lotus. Hi, we're Haim, and you're listening to the Talk House Podcast. Ow! What's up? What is up? I'm your host, Elia Einhorn. Welcome back to the Talk House Podcast. Joining us in the studio in Ridgewood, Queens today, Nick Dawson, editor-in-chief of TalkHouse Film and the man who's just been shouted in the face <laughs> by Elia Einhorn. Thank you for waking me from my stupor, Elia. And thank you for joining us here on the show and allowing me to shout what's ups into your face, my friend. Nick, we have a very cool show today. Fred Armisen, Portugal the Man, and Chris Red all in conversation. I mean, I'm kind of speechless when it comes to that. I mean, it's it's two members of Portugal and Matt. It's sort of a, a four-headed monster. <laughs> it sure is. Very impressive. We recorded this one live at the fantastic Life is Beautiful Las Vegas Festival earlier this summer. Yeah, and you got some great talks there. I mean, I loved listening to Caitlin Bristow and Nikki Glaser, a hilarious and very X-rated conversation that they had. There was a really fascinating conversation between Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Tony Shea, the CEO of Zappos. And then this one, this was the one that kicked things off. And you had a pretty great turnout, isn't that right? We did. Absolutely sold out house. Now, Nick, I want to mention something before we jump in here. Do it. Life is Beautiful is a huge festival. It covers most of downtown Las Vegas, and sometimes it gets difficult to traverse. Mm -hmm. So, listeners, you may notice that Chris Red is a little bit of a late joiner. Unfortunately, the transportation situation was a little tough, and Fred valiantly stated that there is an audience waiting and we must start. So he in Portugal, the man's singer-songwriter John Gourley and drummer Jason Seacrest kick things off with a talkhouse conversation and then move to a fantastic audience Q&A. And you'll hear Chris Red join for that. The, the show must go on. The show must go on. Now, I have a, I have a question. Please. Were you tracking Chris Red's progress uh, you know, <laughs> on, on the map app where you got to see like the flashing dot move ever closer to the... No. You'll hear later in this talk, Nick, there was a flurry of texts and calls going on backstage. Now, listeners, in case you have been living under a rock, no judgment, no judgment if you have, Portugal the Man's videos have been streamed over two billion times. That's two billion times. The Grammy winners have released eight studio LPs and collaborated with the likes of Haim, who you just heard in our intro, the Beastie Boys Mike D, Mac Miller, Yoko Ono, and so many more greats. Their newest release was 2017's LP Woodstock, which featured the absolute smash hit, Feel It Still. In case somebody has not heard it, I, I mean, I just want to hear it again. Let's just play it. Let's do it. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks now. That is a certified pop banger. It's a banger. And of course, there's a nice little hook from Portugal the Man into Fred Harmison, isn't it? There is, actually. And it's this. The song number one, which is the opening track of Woodstock, begins with a sample of Fred in the show that he co-created and co-starred in Portlandia. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Fred has deep musical roots. He's been playing music longer than he's been doing comedy. Isn't that right? He has. I mean, for me as a young 
sort of preteen punk in Chicago. We knew Fred as the drummer of Trenchmouth. They were a big band if you were from Chicago in the alternative scene, as we called it then. And uh, Nick, I'd say his career has only been a slow and intractable downhill slide ever since. I'm sure Fred is going to love to hear that. But of course, <laughs> you know, he, he's capped up the music. Most recently as leader of the 8G band on late night television. Indeed, for Seth Meyers. And, yep. and uh, you know, his most recent stand-up special is Stand Up for Drummers on Netflix. I will say this, Nick. At Forum Festival earlier this summer, I got to catch the touring version of Fred's show where he actually has a drum set on stage. No hyperbole, hands down, the funniest stand-up I've ever seen, ever. I mean, Fred always brings it. His comedic imagination is incredible, and you get to hear that here in this episode. One thing I thought that was really cool here too, Nick, was getting to hear two generations of Saturday Night Live cast members in conversation about the experience. So Fred, of course, left the show a few years ago. Chris Redd is now entering his third season on the show. Chris won an Emmy for the amazing, amazing, amazing Comeback Barack. That was from the first episode where Chance the Rapper both hosted and performed as a musical guest. Outside of the show, Chris is also a recurring collaborator of Judd Apatow. He's appeared in the Netflix series Love, as well as the Apatow-produced pop star Never Stop, Never Stopping. Yeah, I mean, as soon as you see him on screen, you're like, this guy has it. He's got the presence. He's got the comedic chops. He's got the juice. The juice. Now, the guys get into a lot here. We get some insight on how you know when to call it quits on a project. When you know, you know. They talk about how to keep reinventing their art. And as part of that, the artistic benefits of boredom. Yeah, I think boredom is a highly underrated thing. Fred and Chris tell us about their wildest moments from SNL. And Portugal the Man share their craziest live moment, which was, to be fair... A pretty great meltdown. And a fitting moment to end this episode. But, but of course, before we talk about the end, we're going to talk about some of the other stuff they talk about. Everything from Fred's incredible impression of an arpeggiator <laughs> on a synth, yes. which is a, a real highlight of this episode. We hear who Portugal the man's had in the studio with them working on some new tracks. And the difference between working on a new musical album versus a comedy special. Plus the panel's thoughts on appearing on the Hot Wings interview show, Hot Ones. Should we roll the tape? Let's roll the tape. Give it up, Fred Armisen, Portugal the man. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, John. Good job. Good job. Hi, everybody. Woo. This is where Chris Red is going to be very so soon. So that's for Chris. When, when Chris shows up, he's just going to, um, what are you going to do? Just lead him right to the chair? Yeah, we're just going to think about him. Okay, great. Yeah, and I'm going to leave it to you guys. I'll be right back. Hey, nice. Fred. Good Jason. to see you. Yeah. Hello. Good to see you. So, you know, I know we were talking about some funky stuff back there. Yeah. And it was getting a little weird. Yeah, we did a lot of talking back there. We're just getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. E- even though in your minds you think that people of our stature all know each other, we kind of know of each other, but we're just getting to know each other now. So let me look at your faces. Look at these faces. There's, you guys are so healthy and um, and handsome. Mm. I agree. You guys are you guys are very handsome. The and hallway was a lot of fun with you. It really was. Yeah. And I appreciate that. It was fun back there. You know, before a show, it's nice to have a little drama. And so there's people back there like, where's Chris? And they're all on their phones and they're like, he's 45 minutes away. But then. I fought for you guys. I was like, there is an audience out there. We've got to go entertain. We've got to get out there with or without Chris. 
You know what's a real mess about this whole thing, too? He was on our plane. Yes. And we didn't want to spit that out right away, but <laughs> we made it. I even had a nap today. Were you at the same hotel? Mm, I, don't I don't think know. so. I don't. In his defense, you know, when you land somewhere, I mean, you do kind of want to like settle down for a minute, check in. It's been a long flight. You guys flew from New York. Mm -hmm. Why were you guys in New York? Yeah, New York. New York. The city of lights. Uh, we, were, we were doing a charity gala thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, charity stuff. Charity stuff. Were you performing for a charity? Yeah, or? that's the cool part. We did two songs, so it was like, like that, and then we were off. But then the Roots came and jammed, and they were cool. Now, this is a real sort of inside kind of question. Did you have backline there? Like, you had all your instruments, everything there, so you didn't have to go fly everything over for your show tonight? Yeah, I love the gear talk. Gear talk is awesome. Gear talk. Let's talk about gear. Let's get into gear talk. It was all backline. It was all backline. Yeah. Are you specific about what you want on stage as a drummer? Uh, yes. Out of, I guess, yes or no. I'm prepared for anything chaos, which, you know, in the early days in Europe was generally like that. But, you know, you just, you're looking for reliability. Right? How about yeah, you? Something I mean, you can play something you can depend on. Yeah. But by the way, when I first addressed people of our stature, I didn't mean like our stature. I meant more like people, I don't know, uh, people who, who make things. Like Everyone makes things, right? I agree. Yeah. I hope everyone enjoys their creative side. Yeah. Here we are. We're all seated in front of these people. They really want, they really want us to do stuff. Mm. We don't have instruments is the only thing. We don't have any way, but we, got but we can. Nice table from West Elm here. <laughs> hey there. Are you guys going to see Portugal the Man tonight? Who's going? Brad, thank you. When you look out into a festival crowd, and it, every time I see pictures and videos, it always looks endless. What's that feeling like? Damn. <laughs> I hope, you know, I don't know. It's, no, oh, that's so, I can't answer that. I don't know, I dig it, I love it. I like outdoor shows more than indoor shows. Mm -hmm. You know, I do. I like to see the moon and the sun. I, I, either I like to get melted, I like to get just totally, you know, fried. Yeah. Sun in your face, make you look like an ass. Yeah. Or. Do you wear sunglasses if it's daytime? Yeah, and or night as well. Uh -huh. Are you nearsighted? How's your vision? Um, I'm pretty sure it's good. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty good with that. When you drive, do you wear glasses? Mm, actually, I hate glasses being on. I, I, I find it to be like, they're just in the way. They get in the way a lot for me. I love glasses. I love glasses. It's like, I actually don't even need them that bad. Like, I need, for driving and movies and stuff, but I, like, I think I just like, there's a comforting feeling of resting. I, Look... This is me without my glasses. This is how uncomfortable I am. I'm like... <laughs> it's... I, I don't feel like myself. I feel like I can't be comfortable. Even the way that I talk, it, 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 there's a sort oh. of... You okay? Nervousness to it. And, and, and I'm tentative. And this is like more like... I'm, I feel grounded and like... Safe. Centered. Yeah. You know, like... Now I'm ready to go. Are you... How's your vision? I'm, I'm good, man. Uh, 
I don't know if you guys suffer from the same issue and you guys out here as well, but every time I wear shades, all they do is drip down anyway. Yeah. And what is with that? Right, people? That is the worst feeling. It's, it's, it's part of my problem. Doesn't matter if they're $5 or $500. No. Same thing. Boo. Yeah. Drop to the nose. What about losing them? Isn't that a, a, a real betrayal of yourself? Every time I lose sunglasses, I'm so mad at myself. I'm like, all I asked you to do is hold them in your hand and put them somewhere. How did you not keep track of it? I asked you to do one thing, Fred. I asked you to eat, be polite, and just grab your glasses when you go. And whenever, whenever I lose them, I'm livid at myself. I don't lose a lot, but I'm the jerk who puts them right here and does the t-shirt bend. I find it's, I think that's smart that you do that. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's good that, yeah. Thank you, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you do. I appreciate it. But you know what we don't do? None of us here, we don't, we didn't get LASIK. Mm-mm. And LASIK, is it LASIK or LASIK? Is it, oh, is there a G in the beginning? Glace, is it Glasic or LASIK? There's no G? Is it a good deal these days or, or is it still pricey? This is, this is, uh, this is a made up story, but a friend of mine had, la- <laughs> went in for LASIK and they sewed one eye into the other one. They like, like they, instead of attaching like a corrective lens, they sewed the pupils together. So all he could see was his own pupil. Weird. I thought you were telling me for a sec that this eye could see the other eye. If you went to this doctor, that's what would have happened. Like, that'd be gross. Can you imagine be like, be able, imagine <laughs> just, going like, <laughs> and I, you, somehow I can see that eye or vice versa? Yeah. Except you would know your eye really well. You'd be like, I know my own eyes. Yeah. You know? But that happens in surgery a lot. Sometimes, like, when they do brain surgery, they take out the eyes so they don't damage them. And sometimes they leave, they leave them connected on the table, and you're looking at your own eyes. <laughs> but that's that, the medical world, you know? That's just the, like... That makes where, me... Where yeah. we think that's gross, where we think they're, we're like, What? Doctors are like, this is our day. This is like, you know. It's reanimator to you, yeah. but to them it's just another day. It's just Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever it is yeah. for them, you know. But knock on wood, none of us have had eye surgery, right? You've had eye surgery? I knew it. As soon as I saw you, I was like, that guy's had eye surgery, I think. Looks good. Hands look great. How um, long is your set tonight? You know, it's 90 minutes. 90 minutes? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's highly possible for sure. Thank you. It's a, tra- it's a track. One of our tracks. It's, everything's on tracks? It's one of our tracks. Oh, I thought you meant like every, you do everything to backing tracks. No, no. No, I'm not against uh, an arpeggiator or two or like some kind of rhythmic pulsing thing, but we do it the real way. 
Uh, you know, but I'm just saying, like, you know, if you, if you got a laptop out and you're crushing it, cool, rad, high five. Yeah. Also, with an arpeggio, you can't really do it anyway. I mean, it has to be ready to go, right? I mean, it's, you know, they don't make noise, first of all, so that's kind of a bummer. You know, you just kind of go to the computer and you're like... Yeah. I'm rocking. Yeah. Getting ready to rock. You prepared to rock in now. And then you... But yeah, it's awkward. Anyway. I'm going to do a, a pretend arpeggiator right now. Ooh, I like that. Let me speed it up a little. No, slow it down. Now it's just two notes. You know the fun in that. That is exactly... Yeah. That is the good stuff with that. Yeah. That's, it's, all, it's all about how many fingers you want on there. and Yeah, because it could be complex. Those are good ones. Yeah. <laughs> See, you've done it, and that's great. Some synthesizers, God, that is kind of my secret heaven. What, synth synthesizers? Synth, synth, synth music, synth stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I love the, those sounds. Aside yeah. from drum, you know, drums, drums. Do you like synth drumming? Uh, well, you mean like pew, 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 or... Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, craft work, craft worky type stuff. Yeah, that yeah, stuff's great. Yeah, or like the industrial sounding stuff. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I, I grew up on a lot of that stuff. Grew up on it. Went, became a fan of that crap when I was like 16, you know? It's like, yeah, I was four, I was into industrial. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know it is funny. It's like such a, um, uh, cause I've done it too. Like you give yourself a pat on the back by saying I grew up on, everyone grew up on something, yeah. but also like how accurate is that? Like grew up on that implies that every minute of the day you were like, yeah, no, here's another dose of awesome <laughs> yeah. electronic music that you're into yeah. at that age. Yeah, that congratulations. Happen. Right. I mean, what's the, more, what's the more accurate thing to say? The more accurate thing is... Whatever your parents were jamming on. Yes. My parents would play uh, Beatle records, and then when I was 17, yes, I bought some Devo albums, and I put them on, you know, but it wasn't like every second of the day. They're great. Yeah. That's good stuff. It they is got good this, stuff. They got the craziest music video. One of them, there's this like... It's like it looks like kind of like a video game world, and then there's this weird faces or suns happening off into the corner. Do you know what I'm talking about? What is that? That one would be Freedom of Choice. Is that Freedom of Choice where they come no. in? They almost look like they have alien No, faces. it's a song that's like herky-jerky and it feels like um, it's kind of falling apart and oh, or picks be, back up again. Could it be Jocko Homo? Are we not men? We are Devo? Can't <laughs> it's so silly. We can't sing it because then we, we don't have the rights to it for mm. Talk House, you know what I mean? And I don't want to get anyone in like having to like legally find... But I'm glad the rights to something. But so it was Devo and the Beatles. Good. Oh, I wasn't patting myself on the back. I'm just saying that like that's a common thing mm -hmm. that b people do. Is all say, I grew up on something. Yeah. But I is. didn't mean to say like. No, that's yeah. Beatles. Oddly enough, I did not listen to the Beatles growing up. My parents were younger. How well? How old? Are you, how, when are your parents born? Like 1960 and 58. So they're born in 1960 and 1958. Yeah. So what did they listen to? Well, I mean, they, they, you know, they probably listened to the Beatles accidentally, but... Okay. It was like Van Morrison. 
Do you like that? Do you like Van Morrison or is he weird? I think everyone's great. Yeah, good call. It is true. I, I do prefer genreless tastes, like the menu, so to speak. Also, the older I get, the more I'm like, everyone's fine. Mm-hmm. When I was in my 20s, everyone sucked. Like, they suck. And then now I'm just like, if you could get it together to have a band practice, God bless you. Go crazy. You know, set up your microphones, do whatever you want. I love it all. It's great. Yeah. Um, so you, they listen to Van Morrison, sort of more folky kind of stuff? Well, is, my mom pushed it on me a lot. Yeah. I liked Yes and you Van Halen, yes. too. Yes and Van Halen. That was pretty awesome stuff. It's pretty, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. You, just to fill everybody in, so Yes was like a 70s prog rock band, and they were British. In, that's England. That's in Europe. And... Uh, <laughs> Prog rock being like not the regular four four, you know, like kind of beats and stuff like that. And they had like longer hair, and there were different members of the band. And either you dig it or you don't. But until owner of a lonely heart, if we want to keep talking about it, yeah, that 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 was huge. Did they inspire? This is now more of a serious question. Did they inspire you to play the drums? What they did? Yes. <laughs> The band, um, yes. Uh, did, honestly, probably it was Van Halen jump when he was jumping up in the air and doing the splits. You were like, this that's... thing? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Alex Van Halen, outstanding. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> yeah. I mean, y- yourself, drum-wise? Uh, well, I mentioned Devo, and there was also a Blondie's drummer, Clem Burke. Oh, yeah. I was, like, I was like, oh, God, I, that's, that's who I want to be. A little suit, you know, a little cool-looking drum set, going crazy the whole time. I thought he was great. Yeah, the Call Me beat. Sorry to nerd out, but it's pretty damn tough. It's, oh, co- yeah. it's cooking. And I think it's kind of, that feel is kind of difficult. Yeah. yeah, so he's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Are you a righty drummer? Do you play, are you a righty like this? Oh my God, I'm lefty. I'm totally reversal. You're lefty. Mm-hmm. You're like this. Yeah. So basically every drum set that's ever set up, I can't play. It's always, you always have to turn it around. Yeah, and that's so awkward because like, oh, Jason, hey, welcome. Yeah, cool. You're glad you're here. And I'm like, cool kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always just like, oh man. Boom, 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 boom. It's a nice kit. And, they're, and then they're like, here's some sticks. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'd better not. Have you ever shown up like right before like a real show and you've been like, I can't play. You've got to switch that around right now. No, 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 no. That would never happen. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, could, I could do a righty kit for one or two songs and be like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'll, get, I'll, I'll fight through it. But I mean, can you play lefty? Nope. I, 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 every time I've tried, I end up moving my limbs to like fit back to righty again. So in a weird way, you do get these ridiculous beats because where you want to put a bass drum, you end up clicking the hi-hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you end up with these... And you're like, that's cool stuff. That, that's me. That's me. But... Uh, What's with the dogs? Oh, so here's what the deal is. We're not supposed to address the dogs. 
that's the this is like because the people who rented out the theater to the festival are like fine you can use the theater for the festival but we're going to put these dogs up but don't you dare address them <laughs> like they're it's are they great danes yeah. well they're damn near perfect size <laughs> they're quite accurate that's a big one but don't look at them don't look at them <laughs> um no, originally, the real story is that uh, they used them as guard dogs, you know, for some of the acts that were on here. They were just like, we can't afford real dogs to have, you know, because, you know, you've been to shows when there's like guard dogs in front. Then this one, they're like, why don't we just do ones, you know, that are, we fabricate. And then they save, they just save the money on them. Yeah. Well. No, no, the real, the, for real, all joking aside, um, when they first discovered this part of Nevada, <laughs> this was all that was here were these two <laughs> statues of dogs in the middle of the desert. So they're like, number one, we're gonna open up some casinos. Number two, we're gonna leave those dogs right where they are because that looks amazing. Just we'll build around it. Those are cool. Yeah. I'm not looking at them. What do we, what, let's talk about Chris Red. Yeah, since he's, I don't, he's not here yet, right? No, I want to talk about Chris Red. I'm very happy that he's on SNL. He's great on the show. He's like, true. I, and I'll probably repeat this when he shows up, if he shows up, but he always seems so comfortable. Every time I watched him on the show, he didn't have that like first year nervousness that a lot of people have. He always was like, he seemed like he's been on the cast for a long time. That's my observation. Awesome. But yeah, now awesome. Should we do a Q&A with the audience now? I'd yeah. like to. I'm not Chris Red, but he is going to be here in a couple minutes. Do you guys have any questions for Fred Armisen, for Portugal the Man, or if you really want to fucking throw your shot away for the talk house? Just raise your hand. Uh, gentleman in the front row at the tie-dye. I know we have a mic coming around. Over under 60 wins for the Blazers this season. I know that that's a very sporty question with high-intensity knowledge on the game. So, Is that a Portland team, the Portland Trail Blazers? Yeah. Right. So, Fred, maybe this is kind of for you. I mean, and, and you guys are... Well, uh, he, he lives there full... You live there full time, I right? do. You guys are... Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, go, we, we go to games when we can. It's a lot of fun. Oh, so much fun. It's, it's outstanding to watch that. But uh, 60, 60 games? I'll say 60 games. <laughs> can, can, can we still... Right uh, down the middle. Can we still do okay at 60 games? Because I think when a team did 70, it was, like, un unimaginable. So, yeah, 60 is really hard. So you guys know, that's, like, you know, out of, you know, so many... Fred and I are looking it's at each other that, like you guys asked, just switched to a, Spanish. He asked a really tough question about uh, sports gear. <laughs> 60. I have, to, I have to say that, yes, because I'm a fan. Okay. Uh... Is there a, could, could we get another hand yes. for a uh, question? Yeah, there we go. So, writing teams, you're a wonderful writer with teams, and you guys write together. So, let's talk about, like, 
what it's like to ride in a team and together and like how that comes about and the, when the magic happens. Well, for me, it's like, um, it's someone keeping you in check. So like if I thought I had a brilliant idea for a, a sketch, sometimes it's good for someone else to go, well, that's been done or well, you know, what's, what's the point? So it's kind of nice to have someone sort of keep an eye out on, it's kind of like quality control. Uh, and then sometimes uh, I've thought of something and then someone makes it a million times better. That's a really good feeling where I'm like, I could never have thought of that. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I love writing with, with groups of people. I mean, we've had, we had a really big song over the last two years. And this time we've been in the studio with, like we just had an opportunity to have different people come in and write with us and writers that we're fans of. And honestly, it's, it's really interesting to see what, in the pop world, what people bring. You'll have people that just bring melody and they just kind of point out as soon as they're fatigued by melody, they'll say like, oh, you should jump that note. This note should come up here. You should start down here maybe. And then there's people that just do sounds that add to things. And it's, I, I think it's really cool. It's super fun. But it is about keeping people in check. I mean, that's why you work with a producer. That's why you have somebody there to say, that sounds exactly like that Evanescence song or whatever it is. You guys have, like I mentioned earlier, you've, had, you've worked with Haim, you've worked with uh, Mike D. Who are you guys bringing in for this new one? Uh, we've been working with Jeff Basker quite a bit. He's, he's worked with Kanye a bunch, uh, Harry Styles. Um, Ooh. He's done a lot of stuff, and he's just this really amazing jazz pianist and synth master. Synth master, without a doubt. Harry Styles? No, Jeff. <laughs> no. Harry's in there. <laughs> Jeff's good. I, I, I enjoy his singing, and uh, yeah. He's the type of guy, you know, most people get on a keyboard and they'll do that thing. Fred, you're going to know what I'm talking about. The whole uh, run through patches, the whole bleep, bloop, you know, and you're like, no, don't shop for sounds. He, he gets on a synth and he's like, I got something. Run the track. And then he goes. And it's just right. Just pads, perfect. And he's, that's, that's his magic, synth master. For those who are listening to this later, there was like a really great musician doing the hippie noodle while playing keyboard dance, right? That, that's the description. Are we, we were told just that- gotta um, feel the pocket. It, what's that, Fred? Someone Is, just- Are we getting the, uh, holy, come on out. Give it up, Chris Red. <laughs> what's up, man? Chris Red joining us here, man. Take my chair over here. Oh, <laughs> I'll take this one. Well, I can just sit right here. This is nice. Hey, oh, that's not bad. Yeah, hey. let's. Um... Why are you so late? <laughs> Why are you so late? Is that my mom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, man, life is crazy. It's also beautiful, but it's crazy. You know, I wish it was drugs. That was my reason. I honestly wish it was, but it wasn't. I, I don't want to throw nobody under the bus, uh, but if I had a bus, I would have been here on time. Ooh. I flew from New York, and I was on the um, plane with these guys. 
I didn't know them at the time, so they were just white gentlemen. And, and, and I was drunk still. And they seemed like they were pretty drunk too. And they were like, let me get a mimosa. And I was like, yeah. Y'all are my kind of people. And we didn't talk for real until the, as we were getting off and they were like, oh, we're Portugal. I'm like, holy shit, what? So it was not a good conversation, but they were good guys. <laughs> it, it, I was tired. I was ready to go to bed. I'm, I'm not a good talker when it comes to airplanes. It's an early flight. It was how early was it? Was, it was like I don't, see, I don't even remember. And it happened today. Hi. First of all, I like love everybody who's on the stage right now. Um, oh. But a question that you might have heard a lot of times, but I'd love to hear you talk about it is how do you keep reinventing your sounds, your jokes, your sketches? Like what keeps, do you feel just lucky that you keep being inspired or do you seek it out or what? There's no method. I, it's, for me, it's like, I just hope for the best. I hope a good idea steps in front of me somewhere and I just, you know. Yeah, you kind of just start cooking, don't you? And yeah, you are you. <laughs> I wish I knew like you, there was you, a, I burned plenty of toast and uh, so to, so to speak musically. Oh, you burnt toast? What? Hell yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah, I th I think it's just really throwing stuff at the wall and hoping yeah. and hoping it works and just always trying to come from a place of like something that moves you in some kind of way, not like deep. Maybe it's just like just either I, if I visually feel a way about it, whether it makes me mad or like it makes me laugh, then I'm trying to like make fun of it uh, and, and then put it in a sketch. And sometimes it's just a bad idea. And then sometimes it works. Uh, I, I think it's just as long as you keep shooting at, the, at any idea or just like taking chances, I think it's going to um, something just comes of it. I don't think I've reinvented my sound yet, though. I want to reinvent my sound. How do y'all reinvent y'all sound? This is a Q&A from me to y'all. I think it's just going in and being bored. You know, you go out and you play, play a record for two years. You, you want to do something new and do something different. I mean, I think when we started this band, that was just kind of the goal. We wanted to learn everything we could and just try things out and not be afraid to make different records. I, I think it's probably difficult to do but I, we've just never really cared, you know? Like, you get up there and just make what you want to make. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to play Black Sabbath and act like you're in that band for, you know, five minutes and then switch over and be like, now we're in Devo. <laughs> you know, like, then that's, that's the best part. That's, you know, your attempt at doing that in general kind of sort of makes it, you know, stick to the wall or not, so to speak. You know what I'd be curious about, too, for, for everybody up here, is sort of the flip side to that. When do you know that a project or a, a sound is done or a show? When do you know that that's done? Something that you're in or something that... Um, uh, something that you're in. So say like Portlandia. You could have kept going. I mean, you guys went out on top. You oh, yeah. Kept it's going. just a feeling you just yeah. get. Uh, same thing with uh, when I was finishing up at SNL. It's a feeling you just get. You just go, I think, start wrapping it up. And it's good when it's in a good place, when it's uh, people are getting along and things are happy. You kind of just feel like, I'm gonna try to, you know, go on to the next thing. That's how it is for me. I know it's done when they cancel it. 
What's the question again? Sorry. Like, like how do you know when something's done? When, when are you like, okay, I think that we could, you know. When do I know it's done? Yeah. In, the, in the old, in the lab? Yeah. When, when is the toast burnt? Well, like these guys are saying, I mean, if you're not feeling it, it's way easier to call it early. And, uh, but, you know, if, it, if it's cooking, it, you can go late. Yeah, there's always something to add. It's, I mean, it is really hard to stop yourself in music because so many notes, everybody knows the notes that work and everything works over it. So it's, it's really when the label tells you you need to get out of the studio. I mean, that's when, it, when it's done. <laughs> Maybe I'll give a real answer. Y'all giving real answers and shit. It's funny no, though, no, he no. actually kind of gave no. the same answer no, as you when, it's, when the studio's like, just fucking yeah, finish, it's finish done. Yeah, finish that shit. But like in, in stand-up, like when a, when, a bit is, when a bit is finished is when you, when you run it in plenty of different demographics, like New York, LA, you're, you're running all over the country and it's getting the same beats, laughs everywhere. Every riff that you're trying to add is just not adding to the bit. It's just like, all right, this is, and it just stops you from creating new ideas. It's like, I need to put this thing out there. This thing is done. I can stop doing this bit so I can make room for something new. So that's, that's uh, the real creative answer. But I meant the thing I said before, too. <laughs> Man, I love it. I, see, that's what I think is so interesting about what you guys do. Like, you get to try stuff out in front of people. We just go to a studio and write music and put it out. You don't think you could go to like an open mic and just like, <laughs> like yo, I got this half a track. <laughs> no, it's so rare. We, we did it with Felix Phil. There should be an open mic kind of situation for bands. Yeah. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> this is about my girlfriend. And then after it's done, it's like, no you know vocals. what? I still, I still might be too in love for this. <laughs> Hi, guys. My question is, has nothing to do with any of your careers. But do you like hot ones? And if so, would you ever consider going on that show and eating some hot wings? Wait, wait, do I, do, do we like Have hot, you seen the hot, hot ones? The show where the they just ones. eat a ton of hot wings? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, would you guys be down if they, because I'll watch the episode, any of you on it. I'm just saying. I, just I, I love hot wings. Uh, I like hot sauces. I like hot stuff. Uh, Me so, too. Hell no. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I like eating stuff on camera. No. I, for some reason, I feel get very self-conscious. I'm you just really like. Put the quick chew I, and stick it in the I, side. I just, I, I don't like it. I just feel it feels weird to me. I'm sorry. I wish I had a better answer for you. <laughs> no. I, it sounds fun. I just, I, I always feel in sketches and stuff. I was always like, oh, I don't want to have to be like. Is it, and I love, I love eating. I, I don't know. I love eating and to, and I don't. I'm a mess. You like it? I like Food that stuff. Good. Yeah. Well, also, it's like I feel like it was a fun. Not, not, not to like hate on a show that's very popular, but it was fun to watch a couple people cry. Yeah. And then it's, it, we've seen like it a hundred times now. We know it's going to keep getting hotter and somebody's going to cry. Yeah. It's like hanging out with Fred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a nice question. Also, these dudes did not answer. Portugal. Portugal the man. Hot wings. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, the hot ones, the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. Where you what? eat it until you die. Uh... Oh, that sounds so cute. It's like, fun. Be yeah, great. that's cool. Yeah, you'd be great. Uh, I, I, I do love hot wings. Uh, I don't know if I can handle the ultimate challenge. I think it would be pretty crushing. 
Yes. He, he likes it hotter than me. Yeah, we'd do that. Yeah. But, I mean, boy, I am critical of wings. If you give me slimy wings that have the skin that kind of squishes around, if the skin pushes around with your finger and the bumps are still on the skin. Are you eating wings that are alive? Like <laughs> 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 the chicken still, like... <laughs> You know, those are the weird ones, the undercooked ones. Or the, mm. Nah, we got to wiggle. Those. They got to be nice and crispy. They got a little wiggle on them? Yeah. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> Gentleman in the red hat, which is not a MAGA hat. Not a MAGA hat. <laughs> All right, so, Chris, uh, one of my favorite um, skits on SNL that I can remember for the longest time is when Kanye met Trump. So, uh, my question for you um, and Fred would be, what is your favorite skit from SNL or wildest experience uh, being on the show? And then the same question for Portugal, wildest experience or story from being on tour. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That Kanye and uh, Trump scene was the first time I was in a cold open, like with that much screen time and with a character that I really lo love to do. It was a huge moment. And I, right now it's like it's my, it's my third season coming up. So like every, Every moment to, oh, thank you. I wasn't fired. Mom. <laughs> oh, they get callbacks and everything. This is dope. Uh, but like, I, I feel, I, I don't know, I feel like a kid a little bit in a way that I, I'm loving every moment. Every sketch I'm able to get on on the show is like, I, I, I really enjoy. Um, I really liked Friendos a lot. Uh, Friendos is one of my favorites, and Comeback Barack, of course. Um, but anytime like we have special guests, like when when Fred came for the first time, when like Hater came back, the, all those moments are like huge for me. I, I haven't been on the show long enough where I'm like used to it yet. So it's um, it's all really exciting. But anytime I get to do Kanye, uh, and Soldier Boy was like one of my favorite moments <laughs> of all time because I knew like half of that audience did not know who Soldier Boy was. <laughs> And they were still laughing at this crazy man. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was dope. That feeling, my whole time at SNL never went away. Really? All the way till the very last day, I was like, I can't believe this is SNL. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Even like talking to Lauren, I'm like, that's Lauren Michaels. Yeah. You know? And it's yeah. still him, you know? I say that all the time, even when I see him at 4 a.m. at those after yeah. parties, I'm like, that's Lauren Michaels, <laughs> still up. I, he just said my name. <laughs> it's insane. I've never had another job where I was like, this is Olive Garden, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, somebody must, someone yeah. out in the world is like, wow, this is Olive Garden. <laughs> Hell yeah. Our producer up in the booth, Marco Chizumi, huge fucking fan, Olive Garden. It's yeah, a big deal. Yeah. I love Olive Garden, by the way. Yeah, yeah, we were not, and no not disrespect to Olive Garden. Yes. <laughs> Today's Talk House episode sponsored by Olive yeah. Garden, Las Vegas. <laughs> Portugal the man, we'll send the question over to you. What's the craziest experience? Gee whiz, it, it is really a blur in my world. You know, I've woken up with bloody faces um, in strange places. We've had some good rockers and some bad rockers. I mean, my favorite was Autobar. Autobar, that was pretty good, damn it. That's Baltimore for you guys that don't know the club. Um, do you wanna know what happened, I guess? <laughs> And we only have a couple minutes left, okay, unfortunately. Okay, I'll make it a super quickie. <laughs> I was smoking weed in the van. Hell yeah. With my other band member, and we were, uh, we were like, yeah, this is cool, let's smoke some pot, chill out, and then we'll wind down and go play. 
And uh, we did that. And then all of a sudden, I I thought I had hours to kill. And someone just comes up to the van and they're like, hey, man, you're up in like 15. And I'm like, oh, what? (laughs) And I mean, we were new. The band was new. Record one. Okay, here we go. The show gets flying. I'm feeling great. It's the most magical, blissful show. Every note feels awesome. I'm just touching the drums just right. Until the last song comes, the challenging one, the one that's proggy. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot out of me. So we, we play it, and then all of a sudden, the band turns around and looks at me, and they're like... Uh-oh. They give me the turnaround, and that's bad if you're a drummer. You don't want to get Uh-oh. to turn around, like everyone turn around. And, uh, you know, so everyone's looking at me, and I'm like, I'm like, what's up, what's up? And they're like, count us back in. And I'm like, okay. One, two, three, four, and I just kept clicking the sticks. I'm like, <laughs> and like after a four count, they're all like, do, 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 and then they're like, I turn around again, it's a total fail. And, uh, and, I'm, and so they're like, dude, play the part. I'm like, I know you know what to play, but what do I play? I, it was a total meltdown. And, uh, you know, meanwhile, the crowd's all just like, oh, what is this? You know, and the singer's up there being like, oh, man, it was... Oh, we had a guest singer that night, too. He did not come back out. Oh, yeah, so, you know, in the end, I had a total fail, and I, I basically started and stopped the song three or four times. And, and then after that, you know, we got off stage, and it was like... Probably shouldn't smoke weed anymore before, <laughs> before playing a gig, dude. Let's end with the bang. Fred Armisen, Chris Red, Portugal yeah. Man, Talk House at Life is beautiful. Boo, Thank boo, you, boo. Las Vegas. Boo, boo. This has been fucking awesome. Thank you. What a time. What a time that was. Thanks so much again to Chris Red, to Fred Armisen, and to John Gorley and Jason Sechrist of Portugal, the man. And of course, go back, listen to a previous Life is Beautiful episode, Nikki Glazer, Caitlin Bristow, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Tony Shea. Fred Armisen has graced our show now four times. Definitely check out the past episodes, most recently from Form earlier this year with Marilyn Rice Cub and the one and only Snail Mail. We've also had so many amazing current and past Saturday Night Live cast members on over the years. Sashir Zamata with Noel Wells. Seth Myers, Kyle Mooney and Taryn Killam. Katie Bryant and SNL writer Anna Dresden. We want to give a huge thanks to Life is Beautiful for inviting TalkHouse out again this year. And special shouts to Ray Livingston, Kellyanne Schilke, and Victor Villacana, who helped us so much on the ground in Vegas. Nick, we have some great pictures from Life is Beautiful up now on our socials. That's at TalkHouse across the board. We should give a big thank you to front of house engineer Logan Shields. And to the show's co-producer, Mark Yoshizumi. Nick, now that you're officially an American, I want to wish you and all of our listeners here in the States the happiest of Thanksgivings. Enjoy the turkey and the cranberry and or the trimmings. Or the tofu loaf. Or the tofu loaf. Like me. Or, you know, maybe as Mark suggested, some haggis <laughs> and, uh, and some whiskey. Whatever floats your boat. The Talk House podcast will be back December 5th with a great conversation between Chelsea Peretti and Imperial Teen. It's a good one. Till then, I'm Elia Einhorn. I'm Nick Dawson. Peace! And giblets. And vegan hot wings. Peace.